Uh, There's a reading today that I've chosen from Galatians chapter 5, verses 14 to 26. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbour as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Been looking after Harry this morning, started early. He's gone and hurt his foot and I've got a little boot I've got to put on him, on one of his legs. And um, Sally's over with her mother for the the weekend and I know he's hurt one of his his pads but I couldn't remember which one it was. So I've been out this morning trying to put the pad on him and he's been pulling his leg up and saying, what on earth are you trying to do to me? And um, I had to send a text message to Sally in the end and uh, sort of find out which leg it was. And I was doing the wrong one. That's why. He's more intelligent than I. What are you doing, you fool? It's the other one. It's the other one. Anyway, I've left him <laughs> all, um, all safe at home. Actually, having a dog, God, does not tire, try your patience sometimes. You know... You have to really be able to recreate yourself sometimes with dogs after what they do during the course of the day. You have to calm down and take it all. Those of you with dogs are just nodding away there, but you know what I mean. Anyway, it's a great joy having a dog, and, and actually he's a very patient dog. He sits there and waits, and lots of animals are, aren't they? Um, as we 
we know patient dogs are, are needed. The patience of the dog is a very important thing. Well, our dog, Harry, he likes to go for his walks. And over his three and a half years of life, he's gone through different phases of communicating with us when he wants something. There's the bark. Then the bark with the head inclined to the left or to the right. The day came when he popped into the kitchen where I was doing some kick cooking and he kicked me in the shin. I realised he was doing this because we were telling him to be quiet with all his barking. So what was the kick for? We asked. Hungry. No response. Want a drink? No response. Uh, toilet? Yes. He went to the door. We let him out. Another time he comes up, the kick in the shin happens again. Toilets? No response. Want your dinner? No response. Another kick, followed by him going to the patio door and looking out at his ball on the lawn. Game a ball? Woof, woof, he said. Out we went and had a little time of play. He spends a lot of time, Harry, lolling about and sleeping. But when he's awake, I suppose he isn't very patient in some ways. And we sometimes aren't as patient with him as we could be. For some tasks in life, it's extremely necessary to be patient. In the health care side of life, there's an awful lot of patience being exercised all the time, waiting for results of tests. We all had a penny, you know, who has ever been off for a test, you know, when's the test results coming in? You know, you have to wait. During the waiting time, you're usually worried because you're having a test for something. You want to know if it's all clear or if it's not all clear. And um, many of us, I'm sure, have come across that in our lives in one way or another. Patience is a tremendous virtue, of course. Patient, by the way, in a hospital context, means one who suffers. It's from the Latin, patiens, I am suffering, or the Greek, paskin, to suffer. So that's why you're called a patient. You're not patient, because <laughs> you want to get out of there, but you're under suffering. During these times of lockdown and rules, we're all having to learn to be patient in many ways. Patience is a virtue, says the wise man. Patience is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, says Paul in his letter to Galatians, chapter 5, verse 22. So let's, if you've got the time, explore patience a little bit more, starting with the patience of God. God shows forbearance in his character and actions. Above all, God wants us to turn to him for salvation. Numbers chapter 14, verse 18, the Lord is slow to anger, abounding in love and forgiving sin and rebellion. In the Old 
Testament, the main expression of God's patient character is he is slow to anger. God, firstly, imparts patience. Romans chapter 15, verse 5. May God, who gives you endurance, patience, give you the spirit of unity. God imparts patience. Secondly, God has patience. He has patience with sinful people. Acts chapter 13, verse 18. God endured Israel's conduct for years in the desert, then gave Canaan's land to his people as their inheritance. God's patience also lasts a long time, and sinful people try God's patience. Psalm 78, verses 40 to 41. How often they rebelled against him in the desert. Again and again they put God to the test. They vexed the Holy One of Israel. There is a purpose in God's patience. His patience leads us ultimately to repentance. Paul writes in Romans chapter 2, verse 4. Do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, tolerance and patience, not realising that God's kindness leads you to repentance? 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Jesus supremely displays God's patient character in his work of salvation. The patience of Jesus is seen in his relationships with people and in his perseverance through trial and suffering to death. All followers of Jesus, that's everybody in the room, <laughs> are called to demonstrate patience in all their relationships and circumstances. Just stop there, I've put in, 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 a, in a pencil thing, stop. <laughs> so I'm stopping for a minute after all that information. Do you demonstrate patience in your relationships and circumstances? Just a little moment to think. Is there anything at the moment you're impatient about and it's getting on your nerves? Might be a time to offer it as a little prayer for some help. When I was younger, <coughs> I had to take a driving test. I was 17. And, I went, and when I got to the, the test station, my mother dropped me off in, in, in our car and she said, oh, I hope you haven't got that bloke over there. Is the one doing your test? Oh, it looks, oh, you've got him. Oh, no. All the nice ones have gone. It's going to be terrible. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> so I go off to this driving test 
And I remember it was in Birmingham, it was very busy, there were big lorries everywhere, and we came out of this road and there was this huge lorry just sitting there, pss, waiting. I thought, what do I do? And as I sat there, the instructor sat beside, well, the tester, as he was, is that the word? Yes. Examiner, that's the word, the examiner. He was doing this with his, with his phone on the dashboard while I was waiting. And then he started doing this. I can still remember it, you know, I was 17, it's a long time ago. But this happened in the middle of this driving test. And I started to feel a bit nervous about this, but there was this lorry there. And so I still, and then it went away. And then I went into the line of traffic. He said, why didn't you go then? I said, I didn't think it was safe to do so. I passed my test first time. I did the right thing. He was testing me, wasn't he, young chap? As he got patience. You need patience on the road. You need patience. Life and death things involving patience we, we, we come across. Anyway, that's a story, isn't it? Jesus was patient with Peter praying that his faith would not fail, even though he denied the Lord. Jesus was patient with God's timing in his ministry. John 12, verse 27. When the time had come for Jesus to be glorified, he said, Now my heart is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. In 2 Peter, chapter 3, verse 15, Peter says, Bear in mind our Lord's patience means salvation, and Jesus' patience must be appropriated by his followers. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2, Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, Love is patient, love is kind. As we are to live by the Spirit, so we receive and grow in the fruits of the Spirit. I'm going to demonstrate a bit of my Christian life to you. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> without any equipment or Bibles, I'm going to close my eyes. You've got to believe that I've got my eyes closed. And I'm going to say this. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, goodness, patience, faithfulness and self-control. Thank you. That is one of the things in the Bible which will go with me to glory. Because it's something I learned again and again about the fruit of the Spirit in my Christian life. It's like really important. So I just encourage you with scriptures, you will obviously know your Bibles and have verses that you know. But that one for me is part of my DNA. And it's what I check myself up on 
if I were doing, you know, how have you been as a Christian today? Been loving, kind, and so on. Have you been patient? You're being extremely patient with this. There's only another five hours to go, by the way. So know them by heart. And I thank Robin Gibson, who I was thinking about as I was coming to church today, who was my covenanter mentor when I was a teenager, who helped me learn that. He's now gone home. So patience, we all have to exercise it or actually activate it, draw on it for it's in us, in our hearts, through the Holy Spirit. Patience waiting for COVID jabs. Patience waiting for our new vicar to come. Remember all that time, six years. <laughs> and now, hallelujah. <laughs> Patience waiting for our worship to restart. We're getting there. We're getting there. Patience waiting for doctors, dentists, hospital appointments. Anybody? Hands up who's waiting for anything like that? Should be nearly after church, I would have thought. I don't know. Patience waiting for our rubbish to go to the tip. Oh, in our road, it was furniture piled up on the side of the road because somebody had moved and left it all there. With, Where's this going to go? And the lorry came, hallelujah, went away somewhere. Patience waiting for the results of medical tests to come. Patience waiting for travelling like it used to be normally with ferries you could get on and do stuff like you can't at the moment. Patience waiting for everything to go back to what it was. Or should we have changed in ways we didn't imagine before this whole thing came to us? Do we have greater appreciation of where we live, the blessings we actually have? through the denials that we've had to have, I have. Do we have greater appreciation of our loved ones and our church family? We can make our own prayers of thanks. Waiting for God isn't easy. David, King David, received four benefits of waiting for God. He was lifted out of despair. He was, his feet were set on solid ground. He was steadied as he walked. And God put a new song of praise in his mouth. Often blessings cannot be received unless we go through the time of patient waiting. So I encourage you all, brothers and sisters, Wait with patience for the Lord and he will act. I will sing you a song if I may. It's from Psalm 40 about patience. And it's another thing that's written into my DNA because I did this little song from Psalm 40. And I remembered we'd actually sung this in church one day with the band for some reason. This is just a little version of it. And I pray that it's a blessing.
and he heard my call. He pulled me out of a dangerous pit, set me where I couldn't fall. He taught me to sing a new song, a song of praise to my Lord. I will declare his faithfulness, the promises found in his word. Well, I am weak, Lord, but you remember my cause. You are my salvation, Lord. You are my strength and my God. Happy are those who trust in the Lord, strive to him only the praise. Who do not worship other gods, who recognize all of his ways. He taught me to sing a new song, a song of praise to my Lord. I will declare his faithfulness and the promises found in his word. Well, I am weak, Lord, but you remember my call. You are my strength and my God. You do not look for offerings to try to atone for my sin. For the Lord Jesus has paid the price and I can trust in him. He taught me to sing a new song, a song of praise to my Lord. Your faithfulness and the promises found in your word. Well, I am weak, Lord, but you remember my cause. You are my salvation, Lord. You are my strength and my God. I will tell of your greatness. I will speak of your constant favor. I will tell of your mercy to me, for you are my God and my Savior. You taught me to sing a new song, a song of praise to you, Lord. I will declare your faithfulness, the promises found in your word. Thank you, Lord, for the promises found in your word. We pray for love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, goodness, patience, faithfulness.